Welcome Pathfinders to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. We're going on a ghost hunt. Woo going on a ghost hunt, apparently. I feel like there should be a song for this, Jordan. Uh, just put you on the spot, spot there. He's <laughs> supposed to be the jingle guy. Now, now, now he can't think of anything. I have a for everything, and you've just, re- you just made me look like Here a fool. Here comes the bus, Jordan. Huh. A fool. <laughs> a fool. So I just figured you would have done, like, we're going on a ghost hunt or something like that. I just, uh, oh, my gosh. You know what that reminds me of? Is it reminds me of that game. Do you ever play this as a kid where it's like, I'm going on a picnic, and I packed, and you pick, like, A, B, C, D, and you have to, like, rena- like say everything in order of the alphabet of I'm, what was already brought. I, I know of this game, but I never played this Apples, game. bananas, cantaloupes. Yep. But you can beetles. do like weird stuff. Know. Like you'd be like, I brought a, uh, you know, a seven, a, uh, a seven, human S, like a 747 <laughs> or whatever, you know, like you do weird stuff. <laughs> mm, delicious. Wow. Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. In fact, <laughs> when you can avoid cannibalism. Yes. This isn't Rise of the Rune Lords. Oh, oh. <laughs> that brings back some memory. No, no. When last we left the doorkeepers, they had not uh, resorted to cannibalism yet, and instead no, had managed we to. We won't. <laughs> we won't. Ever. It's just a lo- We're just having a long day, y'all. Doesn't, doesn't it? Uh, don't isn't the shaman able to crave food? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're well, this fine. is not exactly snacking time. Like yeah. we're in the middle of a dungeon crawl here. The party, having successfully uh, fought and defeated the second-in-command of the, uh, or the, you guess, former second-in-command? It wasn't exactly I'm, clear. I'm going to go with former, considering he didn't seem all that there. Yeah. He mentally. wasn't in much of a capacity to lead. He was apparently using the weird scryy pool to try to find us, though. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he still had some awareness of what was going on. So yeah. all I know is he was horrible, and I did not enjoy fighting him. And I'm still down a bunch of strength and charisma damage. I'm, well, you know, glad they didn't sneak up behind us later yeah. on. Yeah, yikes! Right? Yeah, definitely worth stopping. I know Citra was hesitant, but I think it was the right call. Yeah. Oh, they're in this room. Let's go, everyone. Oh, well, okay. None of us walked. It, walked we're going to go in. We were like, oh, this guy may be driven mad by like the glabbers or whatever. None of us were like, oh, yeah, this thing can just strip away your uh, strength. Uh, what was it? Strength con and charisma with a glare. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think crazy. Rick told us in the. Uh, and the after party that he did make a wish with the Glabrazoo. The Glabrazoo was yep. like, ha yep. ha. Yes. But nobody <laughs> expects that. Like, you don't go into every room going, I bet some wish corrupted thingamabob is going to be in here. Yeah, that's what I he, feel that's like that's a new thing that we should that's be expecting. That's a new fear I have, to, I have to worry about now on my growing list of concerns. Yes, the party had uh, had been forced to fight Rathos, who turned out to be a, a pretty decent challenge for the group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You threw a lot of your most powerful spells against him, and he just went, eh. I know. Because unfortunately, this party does not do uh, will save spells. Nope. Nope. His one blaring weakness. God, what was your will save again? I know it was comedically bad. One. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) If only. A four if it's a fear effect. (laughs) Will save stuff just doesn't work on undead, so like haven't picked any of it up. (laughs) Though to be fair, in this adventure path, we've stopped fighting undead. That's Pretty true. much exclusively. There's not very much will save shenanigans on the divine spell list. So I seriously thought, and then I realized that you don't have access to that spell yet because you're a shaman, but I seriously thought you're going to run forward and just hit him with a harm. I was like, there's no uh, way he's making that safe. 
That but, would have been yeah, a, a that's a seventh spell. level spell for shamans. Yeah, isn't it? heal is a yeah. heal and harm are seventh level spells. Except Masika's uh, her spirit spell for sixth level is actually heal. So once a day, oh, right. I have a heal. Oh, right. that's, that's. I have a feeling that's going to come in handy. At so, some point in this horrific sphinx. So because since I'm a life shaman, I get access to heal once a day, a level earlier <laughs> than nice. shamans normally get it. But yeah, and you then successfully defeated both the cultists as well as Rathos, who all exploded. Mm-hmm. Even Rathos. They never saw me coming. <laughs> I don't. I think that was just excessive at that point, really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, it's such a large radius because he's such a large guy. <laughs> well, and didn't you say you were saying in the after party that like you were reading like the aftermath of this fight from other people and, and yeah. they that he just the problem with the explosions is oh good we got him down and then he explodes and the person that's on the ground that you haven't gotten up yet is just dead. Yeah, I mean miraculously you can still somehow make a reflex save while unconscious, but don't think about it. Um, so yeah, because your subconscious knows that there is danger. It's like you know trying to roll you off the bed or something. Especially Sudi and uh, Citra, who unconsciously still get evasion. Mm-hmm. Yep. The that's yeah, because we're paranoid magic. even in our sleep. The heroes uh, had then decided to make their way out, and uh, I believe you're planning on following the, the ghost, the ghost oh, deeper ghost. into the complex. We're going ghost uh, hunting. I mean, that's where we. I've always go. wanted to go on a ghost hunt in real life, so I mean, Pathfinder is probably the closest I'm going to get. I think I don't think we're gonna like hurt the ghost. I think we're gonna help <laughs> the ghost. The intent. Hopefully, we won't have to hurt the ghost. But there's really no saying. The ghost hunt, quote unquote, is really just the ghost find. Which is like, hopefully, if this ghost knows what's welcome, good for welcome it, to we find won't have the to ghost. Hurt it. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast where we find ghosts. So yeah, I guess let's go ahead and get this started. But I suppose before you set off, uh, if you want to uh, loot the bodies, you can definitely searching the cultists. Uh, it's going to go in the direction of stuff that you already have from before, but let's go ahead and throw this out here. So you just might want to add a little tick mark next to these for yeah. you, Jordan. Two mass work like crossbows. Okay. 20 crossbow bolts. Two more amulets of the mighty fist plus one. Cool. Two more belts of giant strength plus two. In case Narmer does need one. Narmer has a belt of dexterity. He doesn't need one of strength. <laughs> two more cloaks of resistance plus one. Okay. And 80 gold pieces. Okay. Searching Rathos, you find the following. One potion of greater magic fang. (laughs) Okay. A suit of plus two half plate. Nifty. A belt of physical might plus two for strength and constitution. Oh, dang. And 100 gold pieces. Does Sudi have a dexterity belt? Because I would Uh, take that. Actually, Sudi does have it. Wait, no, mine's up. I traded that out uh, for belt of strength plus two. So that would give you both. I was gonna say, if you don't want that, Citra definitely. Won't. No, I, I'll, I definitely want some of that. But I do have a, I do have a plus two belt of strength. If anybody wants it, just to have extra nah. strength. I don't know. You did just sap all your strength in the last fight, Jess. So that might be good for you. Nah, I'm fine. I'm gonna write myself down for that. Give it to Sugar. Oh yeah, Sugar is strong. She is a swole little chicken. I would give her a strength of five. <laughs> oh, gosh, <laughs> she could kill a Connor just. Peck, peck. <laughs> Poor sugar. All right, anything else on him? That's it. So I suppose then, when last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers setting back off from Rathos's chamber, exited back into the hallway here, still smelling of ash and burnt flesh from the detonations further down in the direction that you'd uh, come from, and that faint sulfuric smell wafting from underneath the doorways into the, uh, the chambers with the hot springs. 
Y'all, they really need uh, some incense up in here. I mean, they have incense. Um, I don't think they were really counting on exploding. You just don't tattoo yourself with explosion things if you don't think you're ever going to explode. Well, I don't think they do think they're ever going to explode. They're a bit arrogant. Maybe they like the smell. I don't know. I hope not. They'd be real sickos. I mean, there's lots of things wrong with them. Why not this? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, So, ghost. So, we we go down this other passage. Oh, so you continue down to the end of the hall, making your way past the turn that goes left, taking you to the front right paw of the sightless sphinx where you met with Rubila, as well as the rest of the Girtablilu. And instead, continue on past that, where you'd seen the spirit once before. All of you reach the end of this passage. Turn right. The corridor continues along ahead of you. Wide, again, still about 10 feet. Close to about 15 feet in height, with the walls sloping ever so slightly inwards. So that while it's about, it's about 10 feet wide at the bottom, it's about 8 feet wide at the top. The walls here are still covered in a various scrawls and hieroglyphs. Towards the end of the passage, for the briefest of moments, you see a faint outline, like the blue haze of a person, before it seems to almost disappear into thin air. Although you can't see the actual end of the corridor, for a moment it's lit up by this translucent figure, and then it's gone. Hey, I think we're going the right way. Mm-hmm. Making your way down the hallway. Indeed. Yep. Indubitably. The hallway continues for maybe 60 or 70 feet. As you make your way further, you can see that the passageway ends. A stone wall bars any further passage down this long hallway. Curiously, though, the stone does not match the stone used to build the rest of the Sphinx. Judging by its smooth surface, the wall must have been placed here deliberately, but there's no sign of chisel or mortar. It's just here. Citra pulls out her lens of detection. Something has, however, been carved onto the surface of it, although it's small enough that you would need to get close to see it. Don't look at it. I detect magic. I was going to say, let's detect magic and see if that's a glyph <laughs> first. <laughs> I will allow anyone that wishes to to make me a spellcraft. Oh, look at Not that. Not a great got first a roll. Five. I rolled a two for a 23. I rolled a two for a five. I rolled a 13 for a 28. Woohoo. Masika, save us. I'll let you detect no magic. Weird. Masika glancing this over, you're fairly certain that this was a magical effect and that this was probably created by the Wall of Stone spell. Oh. Of course, it's an instantaneous effect and it just creates a wall. The wall is not magical after the spell goes off. I think it's a wall of stone. Oh, well, good, because I was wondering if it was an illusion. I was just going to walk straight into it. Please don't. (laughs) I mean, if you'd still like to try. No, I'm good. I think I'm actually, mechanically speaking, immune to illusion spells. Also mechanical. Well, you weren't ah. saying nothing. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to distract from the great direction that we're going. Ah. What does the marking on it say? Yeah, you can step forward to read it if you so wish. Again, Hollis, you probably feel a little bit more comfortable since your detect magic didn't reveal any magic on that marking either. So mm-hmm. you doubt it's a rune of blasting or confusion. Or, or it has some sort of non-detection spell on top of it, which would be quite interesting. That's a pretty low-level spell to actually hide the spell's effects, so... Unfortunately, it's like, ooh, it's an uber powerful spell. And then I'll use a low level spell to hide it. And then people complain that they can't use a zero level spell to find it. <laughs> Masika stepping forward. Do you read Celestial? Uh, no, since that's not really a language that, you know, we speak out here in the parched dunes. You can make a uh, 
linguistics check if you have linguistics. Roll a one for a seven. Oh. You have no idea what language this even is. I don't speak that. One thing is easy to tell what it is, however, because it is a symbol with some script underneath it. The symbol itself being what looks to be maybe some sort of rising sun. I think it has to do with that new sun god lady. Oh, yeah, Serenauts. I rolled a 10 for an 18. For uh, linguistics? Yeah. Leaning in, pulling out your magnifying glass, glancing it over. You think... You recognize the celestial word for Serenre. You think that there's maybe a name on here also? It doesn't look like a warning or anything like that so much as almost a marker. Like a like you'd see on a statue. Hmm. I, I bet you the great evil's probably behind this uh, sealed off passageway. Seems like something they would do. Yeah, so hold on. I think knock? I can make a door. I mean, no, it's a solid wall of stone. We'll have to break through it. Well, I think I can make a door. Just give me like one minute. To consult my spell book. That, 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 that. Mechanically speaking, literally one minute. Literally. Okay, I've, I've started the timer. At the end of the minute, I have stone shape. And I believe I can use stone shape. It says I can use it to make a door. A crude door, but a door nonetheless. <laughs> hey, you know, crude's what we're, what we're aiming for. So I guess I'll walk up and uh, touch the wall with a finger and make a door. So uh, what I imagine is that you grabbed a piece of chalk and you drew a door a la Beetlejuice style. Okay, I, I drew this, a door, yes. but it's like a saloon door. <laughs> <laughs> I would not consider oh that crude. God. That is the uh, that is the height of human door engineering. I was going to say, you say that's crude, but that seems pretty fancy to me, man. The rest of the, yep. the door that actually appears is a normal door, but I drew a saloon door. Yeah, I think technically you have to pull out some soft clay. I imagine molding it into the shape of a saloon door and then slapping it on the front of it. Mm-hmm. You step forward, chant and tone, standard action. Mm-hmm. Reach out, touch your finger on this. The symbol, the words that were once carved on this disappear uh, as it was carved into the exact center of this. So if you're going to make this into a doorway, mm. as it parts, your light plays into a hallway beyond, stretching past the edge of your light sources. For those of you with dark vision, down to the end of their dark vision, you can see that the passage continues for maybe a good 50 feet before taking a sharp turn to the right. Wowie. Wowie, The moment that your spell goes off, Hollis, there's this rush Uh of air as the pressure difference between the two sides suddenly compensates enough to billow your duster out and cause you to bring up a hand to kind of hold your your hat in place as it whooshes past you. It also fills this area with this smell, with this mixture of smells. Most strongly, however, is this prominent smell of sage. See, incense. All right. So I guess forward we go. Yes. In what direction? Citra will lead the way. Yep. Sudi right beside her. You make your way further in. There is a quietness to this place. As you press forward, even as ancient as the site is, in the other sections of the Sightless Sphinx, when you entered, when you made your way through, there was a certain almost lived-in quality. There is none of that here. Every step that you take displaces dust left on this floor for probably over a hundred years. The air is still. That smell of incense seems to float through the rooms. Not like there's an active source, but as if there was so much sage burned in this place that it has somehow permeated the very dust of this. 
They really tried to purify this. And with every step, there's these clouds that kick up from your feet. Your footsteps echo as you make your way deeper. Reaching the turn, beginning to make your way around the corner, for a moment again, all of you now see this translucent figure. Although strangely, it's almost as if the figure is somewhat more solid. Not necessarily, maybe solid isn't the opportune word, maybe defined. Regardless, she continues to move with unnatural speed. Excuse me, ma'am. It'd be a lot easier to know what you wanted if you'd stop walking. No? I think, sh- I think she's right. leading us somewhere. Maybe she'll talk to us then. All right. Or she's leading us into a trap. Well, with as much sage as they burned here, they tried to get rid of something real evil. You press forward, rounding the corner ahead, your light playing off down this further hallway, showing that this hallway continues to snake its way deeper. Although maybe some 40 feet past where you are right now, you can see that there are wide arches on both the left and right. As if it intersects with another hallway or maybe even a larger room. From here, it's hard to tell. Another smell is introduced as you make your way down here. The smell of mud and water and earth. Smells almost like an oasis. I mean, we've already seen water somewhere around here. So he like kind of glances behind them because he's pretty sure behind them is that like sauna that the uh, Gertaliblu were using. Oh, yeah. Yep. Actually, I think it's directly behind us. It is actually directly behind us. The other side of a wall. Yep. So, I mean, there could be other water spots around here. Well, if nobody's been in here for a while and we clear it out, maybe we just, you know, put the door back and have a spa day. I didn't prepare a wall of stone. (laughs) I was just No, there would actually be no reason for anyone to come down that passageway if they already knew it was blocked off. They won't know. Yes, but if they see a doorway in there now, I think they're going to come investigate. I mean, they may not even look down that passageway is what I mean. How often would you check a passage to see that the new door has appeared? Almost never. Well, let's make sure there ain't no ancient evil down here before we decide to redecorate. I mean, there's an ancient evil that the ghost lady wants us to stop. We would know that if she would talk to us, Hollis (laughs) says pointedly. It may show an alligator head man. (laughs) Uh, Did we see where she went around like a corner or anything like we usually do? No, not yet. I guess we'll we'll go forward to the uh, the two passageways and then like look on either side and see if we see her. And if not, assume I guess we assume she went straight. You continue, making your way steadily ahead. The passage continues forward, opening up as you Whoa. step free from the hallway and into room beyond. Hmm. Off towards your right, you can see that the the hallway opens up wide and continues off towards one side. About 20 feet across or so, you can see a door down towards the end there, maybe two other hallways branching off of that. Off towards your left-hand side, however, it's a little bit more curious. The chamber there seems to be a room filled with this rich, earthy smell, and these tendrils of steam that drift through the air of that room. Off towards the side, you can see that along one wall of this chamber is a sunken pit of reddish mud. Lazy current seeming to ripple through the mud, with an occasional slow-forming bubble rising to the surface with a soft plop. Three stone carvings protrude from the wall behind this mud pit, evenly spaced intervals above square recesses about the size of a person's hand. 
Tiny hieroglyphs decorate each of these carvings. However, as you look in both of these directions, you can see the passage continuing, the one that you've been taking down at this till this point, curves away towards your left, and for a brief moment, you see the spirit continue. Even faster, and again, strangely, almost more defined. Hmm. Do we want to investigate this, or continue on after the ghost? Uh, I think we shouldn't leave things at our back. Makes I sense. also don't really think we should touch anything down here until we get the story from the ghost. Yeah, well, last time we just that. went ahead, we got sneak attacked by a bunch of guys. Well, I mean, none of the cultists are going to be down here. The section's been sealed off. Yes, but we're not sure what else is down here. Yeah, and if it's some ancient evil that the ghost lady knows about, and we talk to her and she tells us what she knows about it, we'll be better prepared. Or we should at least check this larger us. room here. See what's up with the mud. There might be another entrance to this place. I'd like to at least glance and see if it continues on or not. Yeah, I guess we'll step into the mud room. No, yeah, I don't necessarily want to like... I kind of just want to glance because I'm, I'm kind of with Heather where I don't want to lose the ghost. I'm not going to lose her. She waited like a million years. The thing is the ghost has waited for us around every corner to make sure that we've seen her, even when we've gone a completely different way like we just did. That's true. So I don't I don't think that we're in danger of losing the trail, per se. No, but I don't want to run into, like, the ancient evil and the ghost suddenly... <laughs> the ghost had information that would have helped us beat it, though. I feel like she's probably leading us to the evil, though. I don't yeah, know. That's the problem is we're not sure what the motivation of the ghost is. I mean, we're also operating under the assumption, I believe, that it's a Serenite ghost. Yeah, we're hoping. Which we're hoping, but, yeah. Well, well we know it wants to defeat the evil because that's what it was telling, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rubila, yeah. Yeah. Well, I check mud first, I think, still. Yeah, let's step into the mud room and just see, like, what's on the other side of it. You know, because obviously we can kind of get a glance at the, at the mud, see there's some, you know, weird little statuary or whatever, but what's on the other side of it? So you wish to step into the chamber? That phrasing seems vaguely yes. ominous, but yes. No, I'm staying right where I am. I'm not going in there. All right. Who's going into the room? I, I mean, will. I'm Sudi just go stepping forward. Like, I just want to get a better view. Yeah. So, Sudi and Hollis? Uh, yeah, I'll, st- I'll step in ne- up next to Citra. Sudi and Citra. Yeah, okay. I was like, I'm not walking first into any room, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sudi, Citra, you step forward into the room. Either of you can make me an alternate nature check, if you so wish, as you enter further into the chamber. Nope. I have not that. Yeah. Okay. There are hieroglyphs on the uh, wall directly behind this mud. Uh, if you make your way up, you can reach the edge of the mud without having to enter it and probably get close enough to actually read it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. They're stepping away. Hollis will kind of go in so as not to be too far from them. We're Masika getting ready for a mud fight. stays where what? she is. I'll I don't know magic. if we really need to go that far in. We can stay toward the wall. Well, you have to get that close to read the hieroglyphs. Yeah, you have I to thought get... you said they were along the whole wall. Well, yeah, but they're written kind of tiny. Keep in mind, being right there, you're still reading it from 25 feet away. Yeah, well, I know. I'm just saying like we here. could be further to the left. Like, oh, Well, I assume that you're wanting to read all the hieroglyphs, so I figured you'd step towards the center of where the hieroglyphs are written. Well, I don't want to get too far away from my buddies, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I came in. Safety in numbers. Also, our, buddy, our buddy is a single move action away, so I think we're all right. All right. No more than a single move action away, though. Okay. Also, can I <laughs> knowledge nature since I'm in the room now? Uh, yeah, give me one second, though. So, okay. stepping further in, as you make your way forward, you can see that there there is an exit 
on the far side of this chamber. A wide arch, much as the one that you entered the chamber from, just on the opposite wall. Beyond that, you can see that there's another hallway that intersects with this, and then beyond that is another wide archway leading into what appears to be another large size room. Again, this place is like a maze. Uh, Hollis, you can make that knowledge nature if you so wish. Uh, Hollis gets a 13 for a 27. Not bad. Hollis, you think Sudu was right, in that you think that this mud is somehow also connected to the same hot springs. Hmm. That even with the smell here, there is that faint sulfuric smell there, but you, you're fairly certain this is some sort of mud bath. Probably oh. full of a variety of different medicinal or at the very least, you know, warm, relaxing minerals baked into the mud. Probably be rather comfortable and maybe exfoliating to actually jump in. Hollis heads over toward the mud to further inspect its goodness. A little concerned now about, about how nice this room is. It's a little too nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like something is going to pop out of the mud and attack us. I'm calling us. mud elemental. Well, they had, a, they had a spa. This is like a mud bath, you know. Nourish the skin and stuff, I suppose. But why? Because For it feels relaxation. Good. But did they get that many visitors that they would want to spend so... I mean, look how big this room is. This room is big enough for dozens of people to be in this at once. Maybe it's for sphinxes. They're big. That's true. And that's a good point, actually. I imagine... Anyway, what do the higher growth they say? Do they, do they say, like, this problem. is the shampoo, this is the conditioner? <laughs> the secret um, recipe <laughs> for my bath. So there are two sets of hieroglyphs. First, the ones written along the edge, somewhat covered in the mud that's been splashed up over the years, as occasionally there are large enough bubbles close enough to the edge that it actually splashes up mud. As Hollis steps forward towards the edge of it, you know, one of the pops and a little bit of mud splashes onto her boot. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> the hieroglyphs along the front edge as you begin to approach are a, a statement and almost a warning. In essence, it translates to only the highest ranking priests of Ereshkigal are permitted to enter into the sacred mud. Ah. Ah, okay. So don't touch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking across, each of the carvings on the wall across on the other side of the mud display the same hieroglyphs. Prayers to the demon lord Ereshkigal. Go ahead and give me a perception roll from Sudi and Citra. I roll a 10 for a 31. I roll a 10 for a 27. Okay. Both of you reading over this, Sudi probably a little bit slower. These are all identical prayers, with the exception that one small hieroglyph is different on each of the three carvings. The left carving oh, okay. displays the hieroglyph for four, as in the number four. The center carving, the hieroglyph for the number two, and the right carving has no hieroglyph at all in the space where the number is on the other two. Again, there are those recesses, as if you should be able to for lack of a better term, for Sudi, Citra, and Hollis also, uh, everyone except for Masika because Masika wasn't there, it vaguely reminds you of the tiling set into the bathhouse in the, underneath the bathhouse in the city of Tefu. It's approximately the same size as one of those tiles. For Sudi and Citra, it probably also reminds you a little bit of those tiles that went Attack flying us. everywhere and attacked you whenever you were down in the yeah. sepulcher of the servant mm -hmm. way back in yeah. Wati. A hundred episodes ago, or however long ago that was. Yeah. It's been a bit. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, actually, I think it's about 60, but yeah. So, fourth hieroglyph, second hieroglyph, and no hieroglyph? Blank. 
and a blank. There isn't a hieroglyph for zero, is there? No. So no, four, so. two, zero. Zero is a blazer. concept that technically did not have a numbered representation. You wouldn't say I have zero. It's just there's no hieroglyph. So four, two, nothing. I don't All know right. if this is something we should be worrying about, though. I mean, this probably has some significance to priests of Areshkigal. Well, I mean, but... 42 is the answer to everything. Says who? Nobody, really? Nobody got No, I get the reference, but it doesn't make any sense in context of this adventure. I just expected a giggle or something. Especially from Jessica. We were all in character. Hey, Narmer. Yep. You think the evil mud's going to eat them? I'm not sure. I could fly over there to investigate. No, you're staying right here. Okay. Do you think Stinger Jr. would like a little mud bath? No. Okay. No, he's a scorpion. He's he's shakered, right? Maybe. Actually, wait, no, the Sphinx Lady didn't like scorpions. That's right. I remember yeah. now. Well, anyway, I don't think that this is significant, at least to us, be significant to the priests, but I don't think it's anything we need to worry about. Hollis detects magic just in case. I was going to say, I was wondering if maybe, you, you know, we hit the, the fourth tile, second tile, and, and no see tiles? what happens. I'd rather not mess with it. There doesn't seem to be a reason to, anyway. Not right now, but I am curious. You detect no magic in this room. If this is some sort of puzzle, or if placing tiles into those missing spots would do something, it must be mechanical in nature. Yeah, you probably just, like, put no fingers in one, so you put your fist, and then you put two fingers, and then you put four fingers at the end. Sounds like a good way to lose fingers. It's true. Well, again, imagine it as a dice tray. It's a square area about the size of your hand that's blank. So, uh, uh, did anyone else watch Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nickelodeon, where they had to put the little block things into yeah. the walls. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. that. Okay, so, okay. imagine that, except for there's mm. not some guys that are going to pop out from some foliage and grab you. And well, I, only, yep. I only got to see like two episodes of that, and I thought it was really cool. It was a great show. That was anyway, really I'm cool not show. getting that mud, so I guess we should uh, No, skedaddle. there's no reason, and I'm afraid that might be a more literal warning if it means that something will appear if you're not the high priest. Mm. I don't think we should press our luck right now. No, I think we should go back and just track the ghost, because this doesn't seem to be anything except a curiosity. Famous last words. Famous uh, last words. Yay. I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering if uh, our uh, dark vision seeing friend wants to just go glance around the other side. Just to... I go and look. Uh, okay. It looks like a hallway, y'all. So Hollis is... Gonna head off down the hallway by herself? No, she's just looking. I'm just Again, looking. Again, she's one move action away, okay. so she's not too far away from Definitely the Well, she can't. She'd away. have to move that far in to see it. Well, I assume so, I go with her. Well, that's where away. I moved to. I moved one move action away. No, that's not where I wanted you to go. I wanted you to go the other way. Oh, I thought you wanted me to explore <laughs> this way. This is the way no, I went. I wanted you to go explore the area that would be behind us so that nothing comes up our. She wants you to cross the giant mud room and look through the archway. Yeah, I want you to look over. I was very confused. (laughs) Fine, I'll go this way. Uh, Is anyone stealthing while you're running around everywhere and checking these places? And is Citra going with Hollis? Well, that was part of the reason why I wanted Hollis to go was because she had dark vision and my light wouldn't give it away. Wait, we're gonna use the wizard as bait. Hollis will try to stealth. Hollis is bad at stealth, but she was going to say, Hollis no good at stealth, so this is a bad idea. Yep, Hollis already did it. All right, well. Hollis has gone to look. Hollis, you make your way, I guess, away from the rest of the group as they watch you trot over to uh, the hallway. I'm trying to be very stealthy. Go ahead and make me a stealth check. (laughs) I roll a seven for a ten. Oh, jeez. I can see invisible things if it matters. Could be pertinent. 
So, Hollis, you turn, make your way down this passage. Some 30 feet, maybe or so, from your compatriots as they watch you make your way down. Reach an intersection. Across, you can see a solid stone door blocking any progress, you guess leading into a room off of this hallway. The hallway that intersects it goes to your right and left. To your right, you can see that there are three doors, all of them down at the end of the hallway. One at the far end of the hallway, and then two on either side, across from one another. The hallway also continues off towards your left for some distance, and you can see that it stretches more than 60 feet away, continuing on for some distance into the darkness beyond. There is another door there, however. I will need Hollis to make me a perception roll. Okay. That door's a mimic. I roll a six for a 17. Yeah. You don't see anything else down here. All right. So your motions for you to come back. She tells you about the doors that she saw, and then she's like, all right, I'll go check the other way now. Does the entire party want to go with her, or at least into the room so that she's not I, 70 feet away from you? I will go into you? the room, in the middle of the <laughs> mud room. Masika is not moving. The ghost is leading us somewhere specific, and she's not moving. Hollis, you make your way across. Sudi and Citra slinking along behind you. Go ahead and uh, give me a stealth roll from uh, Hollis. Hey, a 12 for 15. Good gracious. That's good for Hollis. I'm sure Citra and Sudi are probably both gritting their teeth. With she's a, doing her best. Yeah. The problem's the spurs. Yeah, they're really flashy. <laughs> I figure Citra clean, has clean. just now noticed that you're wearing those. And she's just like, why? What are the purpose of those? When she's on her fa- phantom chariot, she needs to have spurs. I don't she definitely know. doesn't need spurs on the phantom chariot. What is this? She's like, what's the purpose of this gun either? It's part of my aesthetic. Well, I have to keep the gun because he'll kill me if I lose the gun. Anyway, shh. These spurs were also gifted to me by a cowboy centaur. These <laughs> spurs weren't made for stealthing. Why did a cowboy centaur have spurs? That's even crazier. Hollis, you reach the intersection, pass through the arch on the far side of the chamber, glance back over to your shoulder. Masika some 70 feet away. Narmer gives you a wave. Looking to your left and right, you can see that the hallways stretch out of out of line of sight in both directions, stretching away into the darkness beyond. Ahead of you, you can tell that the chamber across from this one that I affectionately call 21. Hold on. Even from here, you can see that there are signs of some sort of battle in that room beyond. And as you approach closer to the archway that leads into it, the smell of sage becomes stronger. The signs of battle still linger in this room. Shards of brittle bone scattered amongst bits of masonry, seemingly hacked from the walls. Discoloration on the floor and walls and what you can only assume is century-old blood. Mm. In the middle of the floor, loose stones have been arranged into some sort of pattern. Hmm. Although from here, you can't determine of what. Hollis, come back. Hollis sneaks back. Sneaks. Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah, there, there were air quotes there if it wasn't obvious. <laughs> there's a battle in that other room, probably. There's bones, there's some weird stuff stacked up, smells like sage a lot. And I think this hallway here kind of connects around the backside. She points kind of to the south. Or maybe, hmm. I don't know what direction that is on the map. It should I be mean, the south. Technically, it'd be Let's west. Let's go back to Masika <laughs> and continue on with the ghost then. Okay. Masika's just in the back, clutching her mace, turning slow circles. <laughs> I like that, like, yeah, Masika's just kind of sitting here in this, like, dark, creepy space, nice and separated from the party, just going, nope, I'm not moving anywhere. 
Nope. Well, you nope. know, remember, first off, the whole thing with her being a shaman is that they're kind of like spiritual and connected to spirits and all the rest of that. Secondly, even being in, a, in any sort of tomb is t- taboo to her people. Is this so. a tomb? I thought it was a temple. No, but it's an ancient well, site. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it probably was not originally, but I'm sure it's a tomb now. Well, anything's to a tomb if you put a body in it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bathtub's a tomb if you put a body in it. Um, now that's called a serial killer. <laughs> I suppose you guys make your way, reconvening at the entry to the, the hallway where it entered into this initial room. You instead continue on past that where you'd seen the spirit, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you make your way forward around the ah. corner and see that this hallway continues around almost as if it circles around the outside of the mud chamber. It does. Huh. Off towards the right-hand side, however, you can see that there is an opening, like a doorway in the wall off towards your right. So imagining that this hallway, in essence, makes a U-bend around the bottom of the mud room, at the very base of that U, there seems to be a door as well. For a moment, you see the spirit continuing, making its way not down through that door, but around the corner further down the hallway as if it was trying to lead you around to keep you from entering into the room with the mud. See? This ghost nav pathing is less Nothing than efficient. Happened. I guess let's go up to the, the archway and see what this room is we're going to be leaving behind us as we follow after the ghost. Sneaking. I guess, are we sneaking? We're not sneaking? I mean, we'll try to sneak. Okay, if you like. You make your way forward. I think you guys gave up on the stealth thing just because... Yeah, because uh, Hollis's bonus is so low. I'm not yeah. stealthy. I don't think Masika's all that stealthy either. Narmer's great. Yeah, Masika's not that great. Okay. Pressing forward, off towards your right-hand side, you can see that a doorway opens up into some sort of chamber. A round stone disc hovers two feet off of the sandy floor in the center of this room. A golden glow radiates from beneath the disc, giving it the appearance of floating on a luminous cloud. The image of a snarling sphinx stretches its engraved wings across a stone door on the far wall opposite opposite of the archway you stand in. Beneath the sphinx's outstretched wings, hordes of tiny twisted demons are carved upon the door. Well, that's just lovely. Yeah, uh, let's follow the ghost. Detect magic. Hit it with a detect <laughs> magic and see what's up with that disc, because that's weird. It's just a cool decoration. Seems a little much. Maybe there used to be something on it. You may make a uh, spellcraft check. Actually, sorry, you may make an Aldracana. I roll an 8 for a 29. You can tell that there's a moderate aura of transmutation on both the door as well as the disc. Huh. Somehow they're connected. Interesting. What is interesting? The door and the disc are connected. Like if you touch the disc, the door opens or what? I think we just leave it be for it. Yeah, I think leave it be for sure. Mm -hmm. Because that's a lot of scary looking things out there and I don't want to touch them. It's true. Hopefully they don't come out and try to eat us later while we're over there. Continuing ahead, you round the corner and for, again, just a moment, you see a spectral blue form still unnaturally fast. But again, just every time you see her, it's almost as if you're not any closer, but she resolves as if you are as if you can see more of her. As if somehow you seem like you're seeing her from hundreds of feet away when you were 20 feet away before. And now it's like you're viewing her closer while still at the same distance. 
The spirit rounds the corner into the battle shroom room that Hollis had seen before. Okay, that's weird. There's a reason it didn't want us to go into that room. Unless it's retracing the steps of their adventuring group. Maybe they decided yeah. to bypass that room. Yeah, they might have had to. If there Maybe, were demons yeah. in it. Yeah, if there were demons in it. So I guess let's... Well, there's no doors. It's open archways. Mm. Yeah, I nope. mean, it It doesn't make any sense to me, but maybe it'll make sense when we step into the battle-strewn room that maybe has the ghost's corpse. Yeah, Hollis wants to look at the bone stack or whatever. Entering into this room, for those of you that are not Hollis, it looks exactly like I described it for Hollis. Again, the room is large, spacious. One part of the room stretches out of your line of sight into the darkness on the far side of the chamber. It's that long. You'd say it's probably, judging by what little you can see, maybe it's 100 feet long, maybe about 50 feet wide. You're not entirely positive what this chamber was once used for because every single hieroglyph and marking on every single wall has been broken free hmm. to the point that the surrounding walls look chipped, damaged, and unfinished. Mm. Most of this room is marked in fire. Soot still stains the entirety of the ceiling and all of the walls seem to have burned with enough heat that it points the sandstone cracked under the sheer pressure and heat of it. Holy cow. The stones on the floor have been arranged into one line running down the length of the room, intersected by a second line running across, and then one continuous form forming an ovular almost circle across the top of a massive onk. Oh. Oh. Serenats. Oh. Anyone who can take 10 on a knowledge religion and get a 10. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Ankh is one of the many holy symbols of Serenre. It was adopted much more commonly in Osirian, as opposed to her angelic symbol that's most commonly used in Kadira. Hollis is going to detect magic and see if what what's the deal with these walls and this big old holy symbol on the ground. They probably just carved all the prayers to the demon off the walls. But why just this room? That's the real question. Maybe this was the only room that was defaced. But why is it all burned? I mean, serenades lack fire. Probably used a few fireballs, walls of fire. Makes sense. As you step in here, you look about, you detect no magic. Hmm. Again, it must have been powerful fire spells. Like natural fire cannot get that hot unless it was stoked. But this looks like it was an instantaneous effect. Yeah, a lot of fire. Judging by the even burn about the room, it was probably an instantaneous effect that affected almost this entire room. Uh, I will allow a spellcraft check from anyone that wishes to make it. Sure. Rolled in. Eight for an 11. I got a 15 <laughs> for a 36. Uh, 16 for a 31. Uh, with the 36 and 31, and this isn't Hollis's area of expertise, it is much more Masika's. The only thing that you think that could affect this much area at once would be a firestorm. Whoa. But that's an eighth level spell that is far beyond Masika's ability to cast or her knowledge of any other shaman capable of casting it. Hmm. Although if it's druid, it's a seventh level spell, so much more within the realm of possibility. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, those uh, Serenite druids, they have just, you know, about... You never know, there might be. Again, you can't see the far wall off towards your left-hand side, the far eastern side of the room. However, off towards your right-hand side, you can see an open archway. You don't see the spirit, but there is a faint blue glow coming through that archway. We should go that way. 
yeah, I guess we will uh, go through the archway. We'll puzzle about this room a little bit later. A faint glowing figure stands in the far side of this room as you reach the archway. The same figure you've seen numerous times. Although this chamber bears battle scars, it is in better condition than the others that you've seen, the one that you just left. Some effort was made to clear the floor of this room and of debris, though dust still blankets much of the room. A silver holy symbol, almost entirely obscured by tarnish and dust, sits in the very center of this room. Surrounding it are several old, rusted blades, scimitars, long swords, almost designed like a fan, their mm. blades pointing outward, so that as you step into this room and you look forward, it's almost as if they form the rays of a sunrise, mm. with the symbol as the sun itself. The translucent figure stares across the room at you. Her form is almost entirely not solidified how so much as brought into focus. You can see her robes that seem to be faintly blue and gold. The sunburst symbols across them faded. The soft blue light comes off of her a mane of black hair, but you can't see the face. What's the name of that Serenite whose diary we read? Sophronia. Sophronia of Zamar. Yep. Cool. The translucent figure in that creepy horror movie sort of way stands perfectly still and then is suddenly pointing. You don't see the arm raise. It's just suddenly the arm is up and points straight to the holy symbol. You don't feel as probably as much as that probably causes all of you to start. You don't feel any maliciousness. Um, I guess Citra will make her way forward toward the symbol. Yeah, Hollis will go with you. And Hollis looks at the figure and says, are you Zephronia? The figure does not respond. I don't think she's a real ghost, y'all. I think she's some other kind of spirit. I guess Sudi will step up next to Citra on the other side. Can I know what she is? Anyone that wishes to may make an alt religion. Okay. Ouch. Not one for a 22. I roll an 18 <laughs> for a 23. Masika rolls a 16 for a 29. Citra stands there in her ignorance. Okay. I mean, Masika's going to follow the others up into the room towards what the ghost is pointing at. Okay. Uh, with all of your knowledge checks, this is a ghost. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, ghosts are unquiet spirits of the uh, the dead that have returned back, usually because of something that was left undone in life. One of the important things to know about ghosts is that their alignment is not necessarily dependent, and that a ghost can be of the exact same was usually of the exact same alignment of the person that died. Mm-hmm. So they are not evil by nature. Ghosts have a wide variety of abilities and that you could ask questions pertaining towards them. And in this case, uh, Sudi and Hollis get one question and Masika gets two. However, there are so many different abilities that a ghost can possess that they almost always act differently. Some are capable of uh, letting out horrendous screams that can cause people injury or terrify them. Some are able to move things with their mind. Some are able to kill just by it with a glance or a touch. We know this one can enter dreams. Yeah. She's definitely a ghost. Yep. Citra's like, I I get bonuses against ghosts. (laughs) I do, in fact, get bonuses against haunts. Haunts, true. What is it you want us to do here? 
The figure stands stock still without breathing or moving so much as a muscle. Her arm extended, her finger pointing straight towards the holy symbol. Citra will reach, reaches down and picks up the holy symbol. Picking this up, it is a beautifully carved silver symbol of an angelic woman. Her arms outstretched her legs together as if taking to the air. Her wings arched up to form a almost a circle, the tips of her wings touching. Between this, a silver chain has been run. The chain, the symbol itself are tarnished. However, as you pick it up, it is slightly warm to the touch as if it's been sitting in sunlight. Hmm. The figure doesn't move, but now her arm is pointing at Citra. Put it on. Citra like looks behind her. Oh, hold on, hold know. on. Detect magic. <laughs> you detect no magic. Should I really put it on? I mean... I mean, I already have one, but... I don't think it's gonna snap your head off or anything. You think it's going to snap my head off? <laughs> I don't think it's going to hurt you. No. She's been trying to get somebody to come help her defeat a great evil. But she's not very good right. at talking about what her problem is. It's Hollis possible that ghosts. maybe the holy symbol is a focus could make you able to understand her. Maybe. So Citra... I could put it on. Ignores I think armor that's a bad idea. And loops <laughs> the amulet, or I guess a holy symbol, over her neck. Citra, as you place this over your neck, it falls down, lands on the front of your armor. For a moment, you can hear this choir, like this distant sound of chant. For a moment, you can also hear battle cries, screams, prayers. You can smell smoke and fire. You can feel heat on your back as you turn, look over your shoulder, and see the room behind you filled with this conflagration of ghost fire that rolls through the chamber. It's gone after a moment, and as you turn back, you can see the woman's face. Greetings, traveler. Citrus says the words as the words are spoken to her. Oh, that's creepy. This seems similar to the effect of the mask of uh, the Forgotten Pharaoh. Maybe Narmer should have put it on. Are you Sophronia? She gets a curious look. Do we know each other? We found your journal. In the abandoned temple? Indeed, yes. I didn't intend the failsafe for that, but... She smiles. For those of you, Citra, you can see the smile. For the rest of you, you can see her body almost seems to light up. Hmm. Like sun streaming through a gossamer curtain. Oh, that's nice. I saw you when you entered. We saw you as well. We understand that you've been haunting Rubila. <laughs> the scorpion woman. Yeah, she's not very keen on it. I've been trying to bring someone here. My symbol is the last focus I have to this world. And only through it, or dreams, can I communicate. Uh, I am Sophronia of Zamar. I am Citra Nahamra. This is Hollis, Misika, and Sudi. The spirit turns. Oh, and that's Narmer. Again, you can't see her face, although the spirit then in a fashion very odd to almost all of you, except for you have seen something similar from Falto, bows at the waist with one flourish of her arm. Mm. Huh. It is a pleasure to make all of your acquaintances. When I saw you entered, I trusted that my long vigil may be coming close to an end. What is it that uh, you're standing vigil for? She laughs, shakes her head. I'm not entirely certain. What? That's going to be complicated. How are we supposed to help you? I don't know. Hmm. She smiles and shrugs, gestures a little bit past you about six or seven feet back behind Hollis. 
That stain there is where I died. Oh. My compatriots took my body from this place, but apparently I never left. Hmm. What were y'all fighting down here? The cult of Oreskigal, an evil that infested this place. There's a new cult now. A new cult? Well, a new cult inside the temple. The masked men. Yes. I've tried to stop them, but I'm unable to affect without a focus. She gestures again. Do you know what they've been doing here? No. I... She pauses to try to think things over. The further away I get from my focus, the less distinct everything becomes. It becomes like mist, almost hazy. I could make out your outlines, your forms when you arrived, but I could not see you or who you were. I could, no, that's not true. I could see into you. Well, that's creepy. In life, I was a paladin and a Templar, Uh, and I could see that your spirits were not corrupted by evil. Oh, well, that's good. Don't suppose you could tell if I'm cursed. (laughs) I'm not a priest. I have some magic at my disposal, but you say that the cult has returned. This, That's a different These one. people. It's it's not the cult of Ereshkugal, it's the cult of Hakatep. Good. Many of my brothers and sisters died to stop the cult of Ereshkugal. I'm glad to see that their evil no longer infests this land. We hear there's a Glabrazoo down here. Yeah, and there are some uh, Moftet hanging around in a, in a holy place to Ereshkugal on the other side of the Sphinx. Her form darkens like a cloud going in front of the sun. After a second, however, her form brightens to a shade of almost red. Mm. The cult has returned. What? She looks up, seemingly straight up and off towards the right. A different cult. It's not the same cult. Oh, unless the Moftet made a new cult. Oh, Oh, maybe. We haven't actually seen any of the Moftet yet. No, but we know they're off on that, the sacred side of the, what did Rubella? Yeah, but we Rubella haven't seen any it? of them. Um, so the, the Glabrazoo is connected to the cult? Perhaps I can tell you what I know. Her form shifts to orange, as if there's a simmering fire there, but there's still a fire. I came here with my brothers and sisters to put an end to the cult, and we succeeded. Unfortunately, not all of us made it out. She gestures towards the eight swords. Our blades were left, but our bodies were taken from this place. We fought them in their chapels, their hallways. Some of the cultists fled this way. My brothers and sisters and I pursued them. With a great conflagration, we were able to dispose of the last of the cultists, purified through sun and fury. That was when it appeared, hulking, monstrous, jackal-headed monster. We faced it, we injured it, I think. I don't know what happened next. It took me in its arms, and it crushed me. Then everything became hazy. I heard prayers. They left me here for a time, my body, while they cleared out the rest of the cult. Sahin would not have left this place. Sahin the Falcon, he was our leader, if the cult was not dealt with. But he never saw the monster that slew us. He would not have known to look, and I can still feel it here. I have for years infesting. She makes her way over towards one of the walls and points, seemingly off north, off back in the direction of the double doors from before. She thumps, although there is no sound, her fist into the wall. Hollis, it immediately occurs to you that the wards 
Even ethereal and ghostly, she can't pass through any wall in this place. Ah. Except for the stone wall that was not part of the construction. Mmm, interesting. I can't reach him. Well, we can open the door. For a hundred years. Even then, I could only get so far away. I become insubstantial the further and further I get from my focus. But if I'm wearing the focus, you could come with us. So we take it with us? We could. I could help you in battle. Is that what you were wanting Rubula to do, was get rid of the Glabrazoo? Well, I needed her to find my symbol so that I could speak with her. She's a very stubborn lady. It's <laughs> difficult to communicate in dreams. You can't have a conversation. You can only speak at someone. Well, I say give up that uh, endeavor uh, now that we've come here. It was our intention anyway to deal with the Glabrazoo and this new cult that has emerged around it. Our interests are aligned. She said jackal-headed. I don't think Glabrazoo are jackal-headed. They are. Well, they're canine-headed. You were told specifically that this one seems to possess a jackal head. Okay, okay. But that's dog-like, so... It's a canid. She contemplates this for a moment, her form lightening, as if the cloud has passed and the sun rises above her. This, then, is why I've remained here. I always thought my talents would maybe be needed again. The cult must not be allowed to rise. With your assistance, perhaps I can make another strike against this nest of vipers corrupting the land. And hopefully that will bring your vigil to an end and you can finally ascend. Sorinray kept me here for a reason. Sure. It would be nice to see my friends again. Mm-hmm. And to earn your just reward. Yes. She beams once again, the light coming off of her radiating almost two or three times wider than it was before. Yes. I need assistance to do this. What kind of assistance? There's an armory near here. They interred some additional equipment here. If they left any of it, they may have. It may have been too much to carry with the fewer numbers leaving this place. When Sahin and I were battling against, we fought uh, across the River Kingdoms all the way up into Ustalov. We had enchanted a set of armor to protect against spirits, ghosts. That same enchantment should allow me to use it. Oh, nice. Hmm. It was stored nearby, but I can't access it. I can't pass through the wall to enter into the room that it's in. Well, which room is it? It's on the far side of the chamber you just passed through. Well, then lead us to it. In addition, I can assist one of you, if you so wish, imbuing one of your weapons to make it more powerful. Imbuing how, exactly? I was once able to bond myself with my weapons. That seems to have changed. However, I can touch a weapon and imbue it with my divine power. Fortunately, all of you seem to be close to me, although none of you are share my... You are all individuals with either righteous spirits or ordered souls. Unfortunately, none of you are both, but I could still imbue an item of yours with a measure of my power. Mechanically speaking, all of you are either good or lawful. <laughs> but not both. <laughs> but not both. But she could still help. Nice. Ah, oh, cute. Uh, Hollis cool. is good. She doesn't use weapons. Um, I, I, I <laughs> kind of want looks at her base to have like, that. Hmm. <laughs> doesn't I'm, use weapons either. Yeah, if, if it works on natural weapons. I don't know if it works on natural weapons. I could not imbue your fists, no, but I could imbue this energy into your... She points towards your neck. Your magic seems to be infused from there. I could infuse it in much the same way. Pointing to your uh, amulet of mighty fists. Yeah. 
I was going to say that, or Citra could hand over her kukri. <laughs> <laughs> but Citra already has the electricity. I know, I already have the electricity, though. That's why I don't want to like be... What's oh. the bonus, and is it permanent? I thought that's permanent. No, but it will last for as long as I do. Ooh. I mean, Masika wasn't asking that, and that wasn't that was a me asking. Oh, okay. Yeah, Masika <laughs> wasn't asking that. It will last as long as the spirit lasts. Yeah, it makes sense. But what kind of bonus is it? Because if it's just a magical bonus... It is not a magical bonus. It's probably, it's probably something uh, holy, holy or something like that. Yeah. So it's down to either your amulet or my kukri. Do you want to Rochambeau it? Or how about how about Jessica rolls on my behalf and we roll off? Because <laughs> you'll crush me otherwise. Yes. I was going to say that or I need I need a I need a plus five just flat bonus. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine letting check. you take it. Citra did already get the electricity. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, so that's if, true. If Sudi wants it. He can have it. Yeah, and then that I'll way when it. we flank, we're just wailing on it from both ends. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it. Okay. I'm going to get some holy fists. There we go. Well, I will. I I suppose I'm the order of soul. I will accept any aid you can give us. I had never used this power to attempt to enhance my ability to punch things, which appears to be what you do. He also she picks smiles up. and shrugs before reaching out, placing a hand over your amulet. First off, your amulet bursts into light uh, and generates light as the light spell. Cool. Double spiff. Uh, it also is wreathed in ghostly silver flames. Ooh. No mechanical benefit, just looks cool. Rad. It looks badass. Uh, it's also axiomatic now. <laughs> Ooh, F off chaos. It. Love it. But you feel a pulse of energy infuse this. Uh, actually, it's just a bunch of neutral good people here, so no worry about accidentally punching one of your friends for extra damage. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were lawful good, you'd get that and holy, and if you were a paladin, to do something extra ridiculous. But Rick yes. doesn't let us play paladins. <laughs> They're anticlimactic. It totally makes sense. Unless you give up smite. Unless you give up smite. But yeah, you feel this energy roll through. That should aid you. Thank you. Of course. Uh, As a cool side note, and this will kick in a little bit later on, but uh, for anyone trying to visualize this, uh, also any time that the axiomatic effect takes place, your fist bursts into silver flames. Cool. So So you get the silver punch ghosts out. My silver stony fists start punching people. Love it. And kicking, because doesn't it apply to your kicks? Technically kicking, yeah. Basically, anytime I make a strike, it yeah. turns, I guess, that limb wreathed in As long as it's doing the extra 2d6 damage, yeah. Cool. Rad. Very nice. To the armory. I can take you to the armory, yes. This way. Mm. She leads the way, taking you from the chamber. Lady Sophronia has joined the party. Yeah. Hey. As long as she's not sucking down our experience, we're going to be fine. Oh, actually, she'd be the fifth person. Also, she's a ghost. Regardless. Yeah. Can we keep her the rest of the AP? <laughs> <laughs> she deserves her final rope. Oh, no. You know, okay, no. That would be just sad to be like, hey, can you stick around till the end of this? I know you have, like, things to do in the afterlife, but, like, you're just too powerful for us to not have. <laughs> I mean, what if she wants to stay and help make sure Osirian doesn't get taken over by an evil overlord? Eh, maybe. It's possible, uh. but I think she probably wants to go see her wife. <laughs> and her, sure. you know, friends. Or their wife. Wasn't she... Uh, she's gender fluid. So gender when she's fluid, when she's cool. acting as a priestess or a paladin, she presents as she. Okay. Sophronia leads you out across the chamber. Ooh, she's a paladin with telekinesis. Cool. Anyway. What? <laughs> Fancy. I need to look. Uh, I need to remember what all paladins can do because you guys are also in, in her 
ten foot aura for all of her bad stuff. Nice. Oh, nice! So all that still plays, even though she's undead or she's a ghost. Ghosts retain their class levels and I all guess their that's abilities. That's true. Yeah, she's, she's a ghost, but retains her eleven levels of paladin. Nice. Oh, oh nice. wow, she's the same level as us. Actually, she'd be probably a higher CR than us because she's also got the ghost template on her. A mm. little bit. This thing we're gonna fight is gonna be real bad. Oh, it's gonna be real bad. <laughs> Again, they're giving us way too many good things for it not to be an utter like slaughter. A whole eleventh level paladin is what they just gave uh, us. Yes, they just gave us a ghostly paladin. She leads you across the room over to what appears to be an otherwise unremarkable wall, damaged like the rest in the far side of the chamber. It is here. Is there a secret opening or something? I don't know. Then Citra will check using her lens of detection. Very well. Great plan. You may make a perception roll. And you know what? While you're at it, go ahead and add that uh, trap finding bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Great. We get this paladin and immediately run into a trap. (laughs) Okay. So rolled an 11 plus 17 plus my five for my lens of detection plus five for my trap finding. 38. 38. You check over the wall. The damage here extensive. Find the seams. Find the release point. And notice something here. There's some sort of magical ward on this. I would like to try and disable this. That wall was just out of Hollis's detect magic range. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was 75 feet away. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you can see that there, uh, in fact, is. uh, if you wish to make a spellcraft, you can, Citra, if you want to try to determine what this does. It's some sort of magical protection or ward. Probably not. I only rolled a a six for a nine. (laughs) Nope, it's magic. Uh, I will give this to you. The wards on here are written in the same hand as whoever wrote the note on the stone wall. Oh, okay. Do you by any chance know who wrote this? Mm, If there's some sort of magic on here, if it's potent... Sahin was the most powerful priest that was in our party, the most powerful priest I'd ever met. All right. Detect magic. So this is going to be difficult. You can detect magic if you wish. Yes. Hollis Masika can do magic. the same if she'd like to try to identify it. Uh, I rolled a four for 25. Great rolls tonight. Yep. I know, right? Does still succeed. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, there's good news, bad news. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, the bad news is it's a seventh level spell. Oh, Holy wow. cow. The good news is it is Holy Word. Oh. Uh, you don't even think it would actually do anything to you or Citra or Masika or Narmer or... Poor sweet Sudi, though. Your eye slowly glances over towards Sudi. <laughs> hey, uh, Ordered Soul, get. She, like, shushes you far away from the door. Sudi was about to turn to, like, shush everybody, like, to, like, corral everybody back except for Citra, and he's just like... Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> just you, just Lord stands like 30 feet away, just like, okay. All right. All right. Citra, I guess, is going to attempt to disable this. All right. All right. On a Not- first shot, if we trigger it, I think we'll be fine. Wait, am I good aligned? Yes, Narmer. Okay. You share my alignment. Oh, okay. Good. Getting really meta there. <laughs> I was going to say, I like how we're talking about this. I thought I was a good person, but I wasn't sure. Oh, Hollis also uh, gives sugar satchel to Sudi just in case. Sugar just kind of glances around. Don't judge me. And then waddles off after Sudi. <laughs> <laughs> she's gotten super salty lately. <laughs> of course she's getting salty. And there's no stories here. I sure. know. She's missing her stories. I know. There's no well, drama here. 
I rolled a 19 with all of my bonuses in my kit and special stuff. Uh, gives me a 43. Boom. Good job. Yeah. It's child's play for you. Shwink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have uh, stopped the ward from being da- a danger to our ordered friend. Hmm. Lady okay. Sophronia nods. That was probably Shahin then. It would be like him to make certain that it was a trap that would not injure anyone not deserving of it. There's not a good way to say that. She glances back in the direction of <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of glances at her like, really? Partially. You just gave me axiomatic powers, yo. Would, would not injure someone pure of spirit. I don't know if that was really cause. any better sounding. How about we just say he tried to make it as non-lethal as possible? Well, it wouldn't hurt any of the people that followed his son, God. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't used to be a very good person, so there's that. I mean, uh, no. I'm on a redemption arc. It would have probably only blinded and deafened you. We've dealt with that enough. We don't <laughs> it's another blindness. Dang gracious. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this dungeon, man. All right, we open, yeah? The door slides open, revealing a small chamber that has the look of a fortified retreat. Two narrow wicker frame beds, their bedding long since rotted away, stand against the far wall. The shelves lining the walls likely once held numerous supplies, but are now buried beneath a thick layer of dust. A tarnished metal box sits next to one of the beds. I go check that for traps as well. I don't know how paranoid this guy was. You don't see any traps I mean, on here. Paranoid enough to put a very powerful spell on the entrance to this area. Is it a, a locked box? Uh, approaching the box, there is a loop that someone could lock this, but it is not locked. The tarnished silver box is marked across the top with the holy symbol of Serenre. Cool. Citra will open the box. Opening the chest, you find the following. Mm, loot. One suit of plus one ghost touch full plate. Yeah, that wow. goes to wow. her. Okay, that totally goes to her. That's awesome. But I mean, when she leaves, we'll get to keep it. That <laughs> <laughs> says all of the lightly armored except for Masika people. Masika's just looking at that like, maybe I could take heavy armor proficiency. No. <laughs> <laughs> one plus one ghost touch longsword. That's fancy. Also, also hers. hers to use and you right need now. to stab a ghost. In fact, I don't think any of you are proficient with it. Nope. Because this is the party that has no martial proficiencies. Yeah. Yep. We're, real, we're lightweight over here. What does Hollis get taking 10 on a spellcraft check? Hollis gets a 31. Okay. If it's an item, it's 33. Okay. It is an item. So three plus one holy crossbow bolts. Yeah. Wow. Neat. Who's got a crossbow? I do. I so do technically. I think, I think all of you do because it's a simple weapon. Well, if I'm learning a crossbow, we're having yeah, problems. I left mine on the camels and I yeah, got the bow. Set your upgraded to the bow. Feasibly, yeah, I was going to say, Sudi still takes a penalty with shooting things at ranged. And yeah, I take a minus two. Hollis uses her spells. There is also a wand of cure moderate wounds. Ooh. Oh, man. It has 20 charges remaining. Nice. Hey, med kit. God, we're going to die. Again, they're giving us too much good stuff. This is a bad sign. On that subject. Oh, God. Oh, no. There's a single scroll of raised dead. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to oh, die. Oh, my goodness, med kit. <laughs> we are dead. Why do I feel like Sunni's going to be the one that that's going to need that? Later? There are also six flasks of holy water. Cool. Do we just want to divvy? We're those not going to use those. We might. Never know. Hail Mary. Unless we can and, turn uh, into a, into a gallon jug. 
And lastly, the box itself, although it does weigh 30 pounds, is worth 250 gold. Wow. Um, we'll put on the camels. Ha- oh, yeah, I guess. But we're going to leave this and come back for it, I guess. Yeah, we'll essentially put it in wherever we're going to camp. Well, I mean, this was a pretty secret space. Yeah, how big I was going to say, actually, <laughs> speaking of camping this place, how many people could comfortably fit in here? Four people and a ghost? It is a 30-foot square room. Oh, okay. 30 feet across, okay. 30 feet wide. Oh. Perfect. There's lots of room in here. Okay, Apparently this it's, is our secret hideout. Okay. Then, yes. It, basically, you found the panic room for this building. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the safe room. Sweet. Oh, it's right next to the mud bath, too, so you can sneak out and have your, like, exfoliation when you're I in quarantine. I still don't think we should tell <laughs> We're not getting in, in the that mud, mud bath. The unholy mud bath. It probably just pulls you in and drowns you if you're not a priest of Ereshkigal. Or it summons a mud elemental. I'm calling it mud elemental. Yeah, and I don't want to find out. And if you are a worshiper, the mud elemental gives you a nice massage. (laughs) If you aren't, it murders you. (laughs) If pertinent, if you even know where this secret door is, it's still a DC 25 to find it. Nice. Cool. Okay, good. This is our secret sleepy place. Yep. (laughs) So uh, is there anything else that could be of use in this section um, that I guess your compatriots walled off after they left. And th- and th- why did they wall it off? Our practice was before really taken into place during our battle against the vampire Fatheth. He, he was a vampire in Ustalov that we spent some time tracking down. Our process was once we had cleared an area we would use a stonewall spell to guarantee that nothing could come back in and re-inhabit it if we were forced to camp or anything like that. Ah, that's clever. Hmm, okay. We would seal off said areas and then mark them afterwards when we were done, just simply stating that the church had purified. But in this area, there was the chamber past the, I'm not entirely positive what you would call it, the room with the floating disc. Yeah, what's that about? I'd never entered there, and as the door shut, I could not enter. Well, we can go tinker with it if y'all want to. There's also that other passageway that you went down, Hollis, that uh, went mm. to a bunch of rooms, you there said? There were a bunch of rooms there. There was a scriptorium also that we cleared before. I saw some figure making her way down there, although what? someone managed to, to push through or pass through. She was able to turn ethereal and walk through the stone wall that leads to this section. Sarathet, mm. probably. Mm. I don't know. She was still there last I checked. We must go there immediately. A woman and... Wrappings, a gold mask, blonde haired. I couldn't tell much else about her. Does that sound like Sarathet? With the exception of the fact that Sarathet is a uh, brunette. Oh, here, weird. Blonde hair. New second in command. Let's go check that out. There's also, I've sensed an evil here, but I haven't been able to find it. And even if I found it, I've barely been able to fight it unless it came to where my focus was. Some sort of powerful evil spirit here. I think another demon somewhere in these halls. Well, then I guess we should clear out this section before we go find the Glaber Zoo. I like the way you think. I tried to lead you <laughs> as quickly to where I was so that you were not attacked or otherwise molested. But there are dangers deeper in this place. Is that why you tried to avoid the mud room? Yes, I didn't wish to fight the elementals, the mud spirits that live ah. inside of the pools. Hey, I called it! So, just follow <laughs> the ghost. Nobody ever listens to Masika. But they didn't attack us. <laughs> they only raised up and attacked whenever one of our own slipped, fell into the pool. Ah, that's why. We that did not sense. touch the mud. They seem to be guarding something, although what, I'm not certain. Uh, probably well, the tiles. Apparently, according to the sign, you can't get in it unless you're a priest of Areshkugal. There was also something else there. Tiles or something like that. I'm not certain. 
We yes. never found them during our search, but I wasn't looking for them. Well, I have a keen interest in finding this scriptorium. And in general, we should try to clear out this area as well as we can if there is anything left. What, what, time is, what direction is actually north? Like it's it looks nighttime. to north. It looks like north to us, but it's actually what west. Uh, north is east. Right, east. The top of the map is east. Well, there's that hallway that leads east. It's going to dead end eventually because the building doesn't extend beyond the paw. So we might check up there first and then circle back around towards the exit. Is that where the scriptorium is? No, that's the Grand Temple. Grand Temple? Yes, it was the, the central worship area for the cultists. Mm. Huh. Probably not the pleasant place. Might be where the demon is. Yeah. There are some spirits that are within there. Ghosts, perhaps someone like me, although I think angrier spirits. Okay, so... Great. I guess we have our pick of a uh, scary blonde wrapped lady, demon essences somewhere, or sacrificial chamber with ghosties that are scary. Or there's the secret door number four, which we have no idea what's behind. Mm-hmm. Or a floaty disc yeah. room, yeah. Or a floaty disc room. Yeah. I just mm. want to catch the blonde lady before she finishes whatever she's doing. That's fair, yeah. If she if she's part of the cult and based on the she has a mask that we can assume Especially that. Especially if she's alone. Well, uh, she's yeah, not alone. There's chance. a demon down there. Yeah, but not with well, her. We don't know if the demon's with her. Yeah, but if if you were a demon and heard a bunch of people attacking someone, wouldn't you come investigate? Not necessarily. It depends on if he cares. Yeah. Well, from the sound of it, we're gonna re- we're gonna rest here. So, I mean, I don't even know what time it is, but it's, it's not probably that been. Late. It's about an hour after sunset. Oh, oh okay. does that mean my Senate bonuses are gone? No, those are 24 hours. No, they're good until 4 p.m. the next day or whatever. 5.30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sudis are good until 4. It took Citra ah, okay. an additional two tries to Oh, that's get right. Hers. That's right. So wait, I don't have my luck bonus anymore? Is that what I'm hearing? You do no, until you do. next the next day okay. at 4. You went in at 7 o'clock. It is okay. currently 8 o'clock oh, at night. Oh, You guys okay, slept okay, okay. all day and then went in at right. dark. Remember okay, we that, okay that's why I was like, wait, no, my bonus is gone because it's the nighttime now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Serenite spins her blade eagerly. You get this impression that after you're going to guess a hundred years of impotence, the paladin is ready to start smiting again. Paladin wants to stab. Okay, so if we don't we don't know what's in the shiny disc room, so if we wanted to start with the scriptorium area, we could just do a clockwise thing where we start with her, hit the demon, and then the other one uh, with the ghosties. Or we could do the opposite way where we start with the ghosties and then go around. I still think we bypass the disc room for right now just because that we we don't know what's in there, but nothing. She said she hasn't really felt anything behind there. And then we could hit the blonde lady and then the demons. Yeah. So here, here's a question for you, Heather. How much healing do you have left? Enough. And we just found a wand. Okay. Yeah. Like I figured the idea would be to clear this section, maybe rest before taking on the what sounds like a cult that the Moftet have joined and the Glabry yeah. Zoo. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. And then we have a really safe place to to keep the bee baby. Yeah. Wait, where is the evil presence? By the scriptorium. By the scriptorium. No, she said there was another demon that had taken up residence, but there's... She thinks it's somewhere by those three doors. But I thought that that was separate from the other thing that she actually wanted us to kill. The Glabry Zoo is with yeah, the Yeah, the Glabry Zoo is like way on the other side of this those complex. Those double doors. She doesn't believe it's the Glabrazoo. She it's just she thinks it's another demonic presence. Okay. Yeah. 
The Glabrazoo is probably back over there behind those double doors that the Moftet are with. Okay, but again, it's it's just who we think we want to start with. I kind of I understand where Jessica's coming from, though, because we don't know how long this lady going to be down here. Yeah, but if it's only one big room up there, we could probably clear it before she's done, unless she hears us fighting and leaves. Yeah, that's my worry. Yeah, that that's that's a good point. Or if we let her go, there's no guarantee she comes back. She could have completed her business, then be gone for good, and we have to fight her later. Yeah, especially if she can be gaseous or whatever and walk uh, through walls, then she could go warn everybody else that we're down here. And quite rapidly, they all know too. we're here. And they don't know we're here, though. No, we don't know we're in this section. So at least we don't think they do. This is why I don't like sandboxes. <laughs> so many directions. So many I options. don't. I, I like. I like having a specific goal in mind. In well, I tend so. to clear as I go. So in my head, we should have already cleared all of this side of the rooms. Yeah, but we didn't. So I'm not worried about this demon. I'm worried about the other demon. The Glabrazoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of worried about. The well, and we don't know if the ghosts are contained to that chamber. So maybe if we go fight the lady all the ghosts are gonna come running down well they can't go through walls so there's that at least we'll roll a d3 and if we roll a one we start with the blonde lady roll a two we start with the demon roll a three we start with the ghosties okay i like this you Let's roll. do that if it lands on an edge you get to oh go i'll just roll it on here roll. door a d4 that's a four I said a D3. There's only three areas because oh. we're going to leave the disc, Well, hold right? on. I can go, roll a D3. Wait, go to the now disc the room. the fourth is the floating <laughs> disc room, yeah. But I don't want a floating disc room. <laughs> oh, it's the other way. One. one. We're starting with the blonde lady. Okay. The dice have spoken. Dice have spoken. I, it's just... <laughs> this is why I don't like sandboxes. I can never decide. Dice gods, tell me where to go. <laughs> All right. So head off towards uh, the mummy blondie. Mummy blonde blondie. Mummy. <laughs> The, okay. the blummy? The so, blummy. That just sounds weird. It is weird. Yeah, it sounds weird. And that's coming like from that. somebody who loves to do those uh, portmanteaus. So your plan is to head back across the mudroom. The spirit will walk through the mudroom if you all decide to. She apparently personally circles around the outside. but I mean, we'll circle her. Yeah, there's no reason not to. I mean, if, if it makes her uncomfortable. She's part of the team now. She gets a she gets a say. Before we turn down that hallway, I think Citra should stealth forward and listen at the door. That seems good. Oh, I mean, that's, oh, there's more doors. What the viable? Okay. All right. So I shall stealth stealth. Okay. There's a lot I'm of doors. A ten for a twenty-eight. So Citra, you make your way down the hallway, reach Eight. the first door. Go ahead okay. and make me a perception roll. I rolled a fifteen for a thirty-two. Nice. Sounds quiet. Too quiet. You hmm. see, there are two more doors further along. So Citra motions at the door and kind of brings a finger to her lip and then shrugs. Okay. I guess we'll, uh, you know, I'm going to air quote stealth forward and I guess open the door and just see what's in there. Go ahead and give me a uh, perception roll from Sudi Masik and Hollis. Okay. And that one for a 12. I roll a 14 for a 35. Masika rolls an 11 for an 18. Narmer rolls a 16 for a 30. Narmer kind of perks up, turns his head a little bit. Does that creepy clockwork thing where his head turns around backwards? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's not an owl. It's another thing to throw onto the stack of stuff he is. Like Wrath of the Titans. Sudi, you... Clash. You probably pause for a moment, look down, nod towards Citra, look back over your shoulder just to check with uh, Lady Sophronia. One of the stone doors is open. Oh, no! <gasps> down, back in the direction of the three other stone doors. Oh, is it doing that, that spooky thing where it's slowly opened? No, it was closed when you looked down there a minute ago, and it is open now. 
Sudi will draw everyone's attention to the now open door nor uh, to the east of us. Spooky. Isn't that where the demon's supposed to be? The paladin narrows her eyes, which blaze like two suns. Cool. Rad. I don't sense it here. There's a foul stench that permeates this whole place, though. Detect that evil. It's Shage. (laughs) (laughs) Armor can't even smell anything, so that's extra weird. Somehow I can still make perception rolls for Shinch. I don't know. (laughs) He tastes them instead. So maybe, maybe we should go that way towards, you know, the creepy opening by itself doors. It, it would be prudent to do that so we don't get attacked from the rear. Let's go back that way. All right. We've gotten ambushed in hallways and enough that, uh, this dungeon, so I'm, I'm Hollis, like, waves at Citra. Okay. Citra, I guess, moves, moves back. M- Masika nudges Sudi forward. So Sudi and Citra, I guess, will take up the lead. I thought we were going after the blonde lady. The door opened on its own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Citra, I guess, takes the lead reluctantly. Send the ghost paladin. <laughs> she is a, a ghost paladin. She That's can go question. first. Why aren't we sending the ghost paladin first? I'd be happy to take point if you'd like. Thank you. Sure, I'll check for traps. Yeah, okay. All right, so we put the... <laughs> I like that we use the uh, the member of the party with regener... Or what is it where they come back uh, when they die or whatever? I don't know. She's already dead. She goes. <laughs> Rejuvenation. Rejuvenation, there it is. Rejuvenation, there it is. It does take me 2d4 days. Oh. Well, hopefully you're not no, going to die. Let's not lose it then, everyone. <laughs> but I suppose you, you kind of after you to the paladin. Yeah, sure. I'm sure she was the one this. that was uh, hungry for, go, sure. for demon killing. And walks nonchalantly just into the room. She okay, just, we go she just her. walked right in there. Okay. Um, We're just going <laughs> to go with her. <laughs> yeah. Everyone after her. Yeah, I mean, we follow. <laughs> The room appears to be empty. Well, Citra's right behind her, so... Yeah, wait for Hollis to clear it. Entering to the room, you find a simple stone room. A number of moldy, moldering old beds line the surrounding walls. Citra does a quick detect magic. Detecting magic? Yeah. There's no magic in here. Citra would like to check for secret doors. Uh, you can search the room for secret doors if you so wish. I would. Go ahead and just make me one perception roll. It'll take you about two minutes. Okay. Everyone stands uh, tensely in the hallway. I was going to say, roll Definitely tense in the hallway. Hollis um, nervously looking at the other stone doors. Remember the last time she stood in the hallway next to a stone door? Yeah. <laughs> 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 got punched multiple times. Sadly, I rolled a... And that was, like, that was like 20 minutes ago. Sadly, I rolled a four, which gets me a oh, 21. Looks good. All right, Masika's going to open this door right next to her and Sudi. Okay. Uh, this door opens up into a short hallway that leads into what looks to be another larger room. Yeah, I guess... Sudi will step into the room to get a better look at it. Entering in the room, you find that it is filled with a number of moldering old beds collapsing under their own weight. Hollis looks back down the hallway toward uh, the room that Citra listened at just to make sure nobody like used this to get us away from those doors to like sneak by or anything. Go ahead and have Hollis make me a perception roll while the rest of the party is searching the other room. What is Citra doing in the meantime? I figure she's moving across the hall to uh, check the last door. I rolled a 14 for a 25. Sudi, okay. like, nudges Masika to detect magic and see if there's anything magical in here. I mean, I guess I'll detect magic. You detect nothing magical here. Nope. Alice looking down the hallway. No, you don't see anything down there. At least nothing seems to have changed. Then again, you know, you can't see all the way to the door down there anymore. You can only see... As long as they don't come through that hallway to leave. Yeah. Nothing's running at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not, getting, we're not getting jumped, and that's the weird part about it. Yeah. Citra opening up the other door. Yep. 
Uh, it's about a 30 foot by 30 foot chamber, moldering old beds, collapsing under their own weight. A few simple personal effects here and there. A couple old chests, some shoes sitting underneath some beds, poster of Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> the usual. No, it's the Scorpion uh, King. Yeah, post, yeah, post. Oh, yeah, Dwayne definitely Scorpion Johnson. King. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The mummy returns. Yeah, we might as well clear that door next because now something weird is going on. So standard uh, adventure mode of just clear every door as we go to it. Yep. Go ahead and give me a perception roll from the party. That one for a 12. I roll a 7 for a 28. Masika rolls a 7 for a 14. Narmer rolls a 7 for a 21. I roll a 10 for a 27. Yeah, you make your way over towards the door, slide it into the wall. Citra peeks her head in. Opens into another chamber. She sweeps it with a detect magic. Glancing about. No, it's a simple chamber. Empty room. Stone. Empty room. Yeah. Moldering old beds collapsing under their own mm. weight line the surrounding walls. These must have been the priest's quarters. Mm, makes sense. You can tell between all of these rooms that there is easily enough room in this place to house probably two score cultists. And that's that's just in this like wing of the complex mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I guess we'll go back down to that door Citra was listening at because even though that door opened on its own, Hollis has seen visibility and... There's yeah. nobody here. Creepy. The demon's just effing with us. Yeah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. The doors are too heavy to use, like, mage hand on. Yeah. Because these aren't locked or anything, so if you could put enough force on it, you can get it to just swing open. So, yeah, let's go open the, the door we were just listening at ten minutes ago. Now I'm now Sudi's, like, extra paranoid because he his feels like the thing got away, up? whatever the thing is. Oh, definitely a little poofy. Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception roll from the party again. You know probably how hard it it is for Masika not to play with Sudi's tail because she's constantly walking behind him to just be like... (laughs) (laughs) That's rude. That is so rude. That is my personal, like, person. I know. She wouldn't do it. I'm just saying she probably every once in a while, you know, like when your cat's laying next to you and you just kind of start to stroke its tail? And you just have to touch it, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Masika has that urge all the time. I'm sure Citra's done it on multiple occasions. Oh, probably, yes. Hollis rolls a nine for a 20. I roll a natural one for a 22. I roll a 17 for a 24. So Narma rolls an 18 for a 32. Uh, Citra rolls a 16 for a 33. The door slides open, revealing a chamber 50 feet in length. You're coming in halfway up its length, about 20 feet deep, lined with old beds, empty chests. I don't like this place. Yeah. Everyone stay here. I'm going to go listen at the next doors. Citra would like to stealth forward and listen at the two doors that are uh, across the hall from each other. You want to listen to the one on your left or the one on your right? Uh, the one more... Wait, north. That's south and that's north. Yeah, south. the north one's supposed to be the scriptorium, I believe. South. Okay. Okay, be a 12 for a 29. Okay, it's quiet. Citra shakes her head and then hops over to the other side and listens at that door for another 12 so another 29 what did you make on your percip- or your stealth for my stealth I rolled a 13 for a 31 reaching here pressing your ear up against the stone you just hear the soft turning of old parchment so Citra points at the door and she makes a book motion with her hands and then points at her ear oh. she wants us to read her a book 
No. Sudi begins like creeping forward. So hopefully we can do some kind of an ambush. So he'll try to get on the other side of Citra on the door so that we can like do the dramatic kick in the door and be like, stab, punch. Well, they'll stab. Talk first. Well, I can knock her out and then we can talk to her after we tie her up and take her mask off. My lord. After she blows up. Yeah, but I was going (laughs) to say she might blow herself up. And two, she could apparently can turn gaseous. Oh, and if she blows herself up, she might destroy parchments and things nearby, which would be sad. But yeah, so, so I do suppose, my stuff. Uh, yeah, um, is everyone stealthing up? Yep. I mean, Masika's gonna try. I rolled a four for a seven. Gracious, I rolled a two for a 13. She's gonna hear us coming. I roll a 10 for an 18. I'm honestly debating whether to just knock on the door. Just knock. Maybe she'll come into the hallway and if she explodes, won't ruin just the paper. Just enter the room if you're gonna do that. Don't even knock, just go in. Okay, we don't wanna give her a time to cast a spell and prep. You know, Lady Sophronia glides forward silently. <laughs> oh, ascending her first. That'll be give her a shock. She's wearing We armor. have to open the door. She can't go she, through I doors. Know, but I can open the door and then she can walk in first. Let's just go. I mean, inside. I don't know about you, but not everybody sees ghosts on a daily basis. Let's just go this in. probably does. Citra opens the door and walks in with Sophronia. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Citra, you reach out a hand. Probably, as you begin to open the door, aware that the page-turning sound has stopped. Here we go. Open the door and to the side. You shove open the door, and looking inside, we'll pick it up here next time. Uh, I knew you do that. Oh, dang it. Uh, ghosts. Ghosts. Friendly ghosts. I was going to say that the next episode... Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.